0: It's time for episode 428 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes.
1: Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast whose favorite reindeer is. Dasher, I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, my dungeon buddy, and the calendar watcher. It's Dan, the man. More and how you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Micah.
0: I uh, I always keep watching the calendar as this show reminds me to all the time. Although I will say, uh, I I think I'm more of a Blitzen guy. I don't know. That's
1: you know. I thought about. He seems Blitzen. like he has a good time. Yeah, I thought about Blitzen and I thought, "Mm, I think think the Clockwise podcast is a dasher. I certainly am a Rudolph, personally. Um, Yeah, but uh, anyway, we've got two awesome guests joining us today. One of those guests, the person who happens to be sitting to my virtual left is the world's favorite business unicorn, a prolific podcaster who you may have heard of from Friends in Your Ears or Conduit or a number of podcasts over on The Incomparable. It is Kathy Campbell. Welcome back to the show, Kathy.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here as always. And my favorite reindeer is dancer. Excellent
0: choice. Excellent choice. Uh, To my left this week, it is a podcaster over at the Mac Observers Daily Observations podcast. And I want my MCU TV over on the incomparable. It's noted comet aficionado, Kelly Gamont. I'm just guessing.
3: (laughs) Team Vixen. I thought we were friends, Good choice. Good choice. (laughs) All
1: right. Let's get into the show. Uh, I was just curious, thinking about augmented reality, uh, I was looking at a HoloLens presentation the other day. Uh, I was hoping you could describe your last experience with augmented reality. Kathy, let's start with you.
2: So I definitely don't need a description of what specifically constitutes augmented reality, because of course, I definitely understand everything about the different reality versions that are out there. But if i was to define it as like using my phone to maybe add something into reality that would be yeah, te- yeah. testing something for favorite panda uh james thompson and i had uh, a ricky trophy sitting on my desk a long time ago but um yeah i can't basically what i'm saying is, is i can't wait to hear everyone else's answers <laughs> I, you know,
0: last time I used the augmented reality, I was thinking, I, I tried not that long ago um, in our, our new house to try and measure some stuff with the built-in measure app on the iPhone, which I, I think constitutes a sort of virtual reality-ish uh, interface, and I found it frustrating. <laughs> um, I love the idea, but it, it, did, not, it did not work great. Uh, and I've played around with some other stuff that does like... Um, you know, other stuff for home renovations, like when my wife and I were painting that in the in like the rooms in the house. It, I think the Benjamin Moore app like let you actually like take pictures yeah, or does. like scan around and like yeah like see what colors would look like on your walls, which was interesting. But again, it, it's not a great way to do that because the way the light reacts with like fake pixels of you know um, like pigment versus <laughs> actual paint, not quite the same. Um, so I think a lot of my experiences with augmented reality recently. I think of sort of fall in the category of this is a cool idea, but it's not actually something I find useful. (laughs) It's just something that I can feel like, oh, I can kind of see the potential to where this might go someday. But right now it's something that tends to be more of a novelty and more frustrating than something I would actually try to use to get anything done. Kelly?
3: I'm probably pretty firmly in that camp as well, because probably the most recent... Uh, It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be playing Pokemon Go with the augmented reality feature Mm, enabled, mm -hmm. or um, which is nice because it skips the animation at the beginning when you're trying to catch, which is part of why I have it on. Um, And it would either be a a toss-up between that and the official Star Wars app has a a couple of AR games that you can play. And uh, like you hold your phone as if it's the, the hilt of a lightsaber and you deflect the blasts from the little floaty droid that shoots little laser beams at you. um, There's that game too. So it's probably one of those two things. Most likely, uh, it's Pokemon Go. For
1: me, it was in the Amazon app. There are a couple of... or Not a couple. There are quite a few different uh, products that actually let you sort of try it out in your space. And I found that quite helpful. Um, It is an ongoing issue in my household, my partner regularly orders something online, be it from Amazon or somewhere else, and then he (laughs) gets it. And it's like nine times smaller than he expected because he (laughs) never reads the dimensions.
2: (laughs) What is this, a chair for ants?
1: Exactly. Every time. (laughs) And I'm like, and, and sometimes, what is this, a chair for humans when he wanted a chair for ants? And I thought, well, maybe you should have read that it was three feet tall, not three inches tall. So this feature, I definitely showed off to him to say, hey, this is how you keep yourself from having this issue, because it is quite literally <laughs> At least once a month, that he gets an item, and it's either too small or too large, depending on what he was expecting. So, uh, thank you all for your answers on that one. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Kathy.
2: So, it's the beginning of December, which means it's getting close to last minute gift buying season, especially with all of the supply chain issues. Uh, what is a go to tech product that isn't overly expensive that you know would be enjoyed by almost anyone?
0: Almost anybody. All right. I've got two that came to mind. One is, and this is sort of a generic recommendation, but I think one that a lot of people would appreciate, which is a battery pack. Um, I have a Jackery model, one of the ones that has like a lightning cable and, and a mini USB cable, both built into it. Micro USB? Micro USB. Micro. Gosh cannot remember uh and so you can just pop those out you can plug it into your phone you can carry it around i used it just the other day when i realized my my airpods charging case was dying and i ne- wanted to go on a walk and i was like oh but it, the the charging case dies <laughs> the headphones don't work so i plugged in the charging case into my battery pack through in my pocket and had a lovely old stroll with music rather than having to listen to the outside world like a some sort of animal um yeah uh, the other one I'll throw in, which is sort of tech adjacent, but I got one of these a couple of years ago, and I really love it. It is the Gerber Shard, which is a little multi-tool that goes on your keychain. And what I like about it, in addition to, of course, having it has like screwdrivers on it and a bottle opener and that kind of stuff. But it also is TSA approved, so you can put it on your keychain and take it through, and they won't try to steal it from you. So as someone who used to travel with a uh, pocket knife that had you know, many things on it, and then that became a thing I couldn't do anymore, uh, the other year <laughs> I bought a couple of these, and they're super cheap, you can get them for like five bucks or so, and they're like really, really, um, really nice, really uh, uh, well-made and everything. So I recommend that for it's, it makes a good stocking stuffer.
3: First of all, my definition of a good gift is uh, something that uh, somebody would, would appreciate but may not necessarily buy themselves. And so a lot of times what I will do if I don't have a good idea for somebody is buy them a nicer charging cable for something one that's that's braided, that's got like the braided cover over it, you know, if they're somebody that like is always going through cables or uh the 10 foot one so they can plug in way over there, you know, uh and and still be able to to use their device or whatever it is.
1: The product that I recently got that I was surprised at the price that it came in at under $50. It is called the 12 South Power Pick Mod. Um, it nice. is a yeah, it's a it's a wireless Qi charger. But what's cool about it is it's uh, sort of layered with acetate, so that you can put a photograph into it. So it sits up. It's meant for a desk or a table or something like that. It, it sits up kind of at an angle, so that your iPhone or your phone, I should say, when you rest it upon there, um, is up and facing you. You put. Your device on top of it and it charges, but whenever your device isn't charging on there, then there's a photograph in there, a nice four by six uh, photograph. So I just thought this is this is a super delightful gift because it mixes a little bit of sort of make it yourself with the uh, very handy tech that someone might not think to get for themselves. So the 12 South Power Pick mod. Uh, Kathy, why don't you round us out here?
2: I have recently started getting some of the rechargeable, uh, candle lighter things with the long extendable, like bendy stick part. Um, most people I know love candles and this isn't something that a lot of them even know exist. Um, and so I've basically have a stack that I can just like, Add to everyone's gifts so that they get this, too. Um, And hopefully it will uh, go over well.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) I dig it. All right, folks, let's take a quick break because we have just reached halftime and I'm so pumped. In fact, I'm smiling because I get to tell you about Text Expander from our friends at Smile. If you ever type the same thing over and over again, that could be customer support answers, sales emails, document edits, uh, typing things repetitively or using copy and paste can be a burden. That is where Text Expander comes in. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your message consistent, save time and be more productive, and be accurate every time. That's the big thing. The way we work is changing rapidly, so you need to make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using text expander. I use Text Expander as I've said before, every single day for all sorts of snippets. Um, It is a way for me to quickly type out a date. It's a way for me to quickly type out an email address. It's a way for me to quickly type out a whole response in some cases. Uh, Depending on what I'm doing, I can quickly type out that message. One of my most common uses is I use Instacart, but uh, the townhome complex I live in is very confusing. Uh, I still get lost and I've lived here. Here for like three years now. And so there's a sort of canned message I send to any Instacart delivery person that has information about how to find my place. And since I've started doing that, I have not had a miss delivery or an uh, a, you know a delivery failed notification. And Text Expander makes that so easy to do without having to Copy and paste or write it out every single time. This is pretty cool. As a listener of Clockwise, you out there can get 20% off your first year. This is one of those things where you just got to try it to really understand the magic that is Text Expander. So now's the perfect time. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Once again, that's TextExpander.com slash podcast. And of course, our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of this show and Relay FM. All righty, Dan. Tell us about your topic.
0: Well, it is, of course, the holiday season, as we have alluded to. And my question for you is when you are decorating your house for the holiday season, if you choose to do so, do you employ any technology in order to do that? Kelly, I've been told that your answer may shock and amaze me. So have at. (laughs) that?
3: Well, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, the answer at my house is an emphatic yes in a bunch of different ways. One of the things that we have on the front of the house is something called app lights and you can run them with your phone and so you can change colors. So like tonight, I want them to be red and white. Tomorrow, I want them to be green and red. Uh, maybe I want them to be twinkly. Maybe I want them to be all different colors, do the little chase or the fade in and out of different colors and I can control all those effects from my phone. Uh, so we put those up. I have some automation set up with outdoor rated uh, power plugs so that I can manage those and turn on and off the Christmas lights outside at different times. The The downstairs Christmas tree this year uh, is a Star Wars tree uh, because it has a Death Star at the top and uh, all of that is connected to a plug that I operate through HomeKit so that I can turn on, but it's super cool. And I can do, I can turn all of that on and off just by uh, telling the S lady that uh, it's Christmas time and then she turns them on and then I can tell her good night and she turns everything off. Uh, for the upstairs Christmas tree, there's a Wemo switch that runs the Christmas lights for that. And uh, I don't think it works anymore, but I did have an if recipe where I could say, uh, tell Santa to turn on my lights and then it would turn on the Christmas tree.
1: Wow. I feel put to shame because (laughs) (laughs) mine doesn't come anywhere close. I just have one Wi-Fi connected plug for the Christmas tree itself. Uh, But outside of that, it's all just battery operated stuff that has a timer built into it. So it kind of does its thing on its own. Kathy, what about you?
2: My decorations currently consist of a wreath on the door and my christmas tree is up and the lights just kind of we keep them on all the time um i did buy some solar lights for our outdoor fence but i feel like this year since we just recently moved it's very much trying to figure out what type of thing I want to have going forward. So Mm -hmm. we haven't really done anything so much as just kind of sitting with our space, which is very disappointing. If I had known more about this question, I probably would have made something up that was a better answer <laughs> but
1: i kind of like that you didn't make something up that you're being honest santa appreciates it and will oh, be, make making note of it for the list yes.
2: Yes. so clearly wow. santa i need some uh technology holiday decorations thanks <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. I guess my own setup seems underwhelming by comparison. Uh, I put lights Not on the tree. Not as underwhelming as mine. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Kathy. I put lights on the tree last night and <laughs> to plug them into a smart outlet. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> so I can turn the lights on and off with Siri, which is great, and I can uh, uh, set them on a timer, which I do to have them come on. Uh, although almost always I turn them on before they're supposed to come on anyways, because who doesn't want to sit in Christmas lights all day? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like you, Kathy, we moved this year and trying to figure out going from an apartment where we couldn't really do much in the way of decorations, except what was inside to having a whole house to be like, oh, can we put things on the outside? I guess we can. Uh, we haven't quite figured out our strategy yet. It's
2: overwhelming. Yet.
0: It is a lot, right? There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of stuff you could be doing. We do have Christmas lights around like our sort of uh, fence in the backyard, but we just left them up all year. <laughs> so several of the strings have died. Uh, and now oh. we have to like unwrap them to fix them, which is a pain. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm intrigued in, in investigating some more technological uh, uh, solutions. Maybe when next year rolls around, maybe then I'll have finally have that time. Right? Right? Right. right Uh uh-huh right Right. Uh all right well for
3: the record i know (sighs) i am completely an edge case as soon as i employ the phrase downstairs christmas tree so i understand that's a real
0: tip off right there
3: (laughs) yeah Well,
0: well thank you all for your thoughts on that let's go to our final topic which comes from kelly
3: So uh, end of the year, we've been talking about it. Uh, This season generally means that uh, families are getting together. And so I would like to know from the three of you, how do you prep for going home and doing tech support for everybody? Usually it's not maybe that doesn't happen for you, but it always happens to me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say usually it's uh, breathing exercises uh, to center myself. (laughs) Um no but because here's here's what ends up happening most of the time it is not prepping in terms of of you know getting the right tech together or doing research or anything like that it ends up being an exercise in convincing your family members that these problems are not their fault that these these issues that they're experiencing don't mean that they're stupid don't mean that uh they're just beyond it don't mean anything like that it is a time to remind them that technology is meant to work for us and when it's failing us it is not something where we should be blaming ourselves and getting uh getting kind of 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 uh, worn down and beat down about it. Uh, and I find that when you can truly convince someone or help them start to believe that, that it opens them up to a lot more... Uh, to being able to handle a lot more frustration in trying to solve the problem and trying to learn how to fix the technology in trying to be able to do it. I have to tell you, like I'm super proud of my grandma, for example, who... um I remember I was going to help her with something. And I was like, well, before we do that, though, we're going to have to set up two-factor authentication on the account because you won't be able to use this feature unless you have 2FA. And she's like, oh, I, I did that a while back. And I thought, wait, what? You, you set up 2FA? You're like, you're good to go? So awesome. She had no problem with it. And then uh she is almost better than me at being skeptical of um, of emails and text messages and things like that that are phishing uh, stuff. I just was talking to her the other day to say, hey, here are a few new types that I've seen pop up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got one of those the other day and immediately just deleted it. She's like, <laughs> I always just delete it. Um, and so she is her bogosity filter, uh, filter for bogus Stuff is really strong, and I I know that part of that is that um, she's just a clever person, and part of that is the work, so to speak, that we've done over time, to where she does feel like when the technology is failing her, it doesn't mean that she is is, you know, incapable of understanding it, it means that there's something wrong with the process that she can grasp and that it should be simpler in some cases. And that the frustration is okay to be there, but frustration with oneself doesn't have to be there. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's sort of a an exercise in empathy and, and uh, therapy that ends up happening whenever I'm <laughs> protecting or protecting whenever I'm planning for the family gatherings. <laughs> Kathy, what about you?
2: Uh, I love that, Micah, so much. Um, Secret here is um, I'm always tech support. Uh, (laughs) My my parents live less than five miles away, and so I will constantly get uh, calls or texts or or whatnot. Um, Just yesterday, in fact, I was helping my mother uh, learn about the Kindle email address where you can send Mm -hmm. PDFs or whatnot Mm -hmm. to your Kindle. Um, so that was fun when she was reading out the email address to me and I said, mom, can you please just text it to me so that I can copy and paste it? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I, I, I've trained them all instead of just waiting until an event, um, to just ask me now, um, so that I can help them when they need it, as opposed to like trying to put lists together.
0: Uh, my, you know, you ever read Peanuts and Lucy as that psychiatry booth that she puts up? Yeah, <laughs> That's kind of my move, you know, like, all right, I'm available, <laughs> but here are my rates. No, um, uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of that. I've, I've definitely ended up at relatives houses for like a couple hours during like a, uh, a holiday break uh working through things and for me it's always like an eventuality where it's like this this should not take me this should not take me more than half an hour to fix this and then you get there and you're like oh no i have to update like four other just things wait. i need the wrong cable which i didn't bring i need to do this this thing doesn't even support that and then invariably i'm there for <laughs> many many hours um and sometimes i don't even fix the thing so really am i providing a service or will they just never ask me again which in its way is its own <laughs> mm. um, it's a win-win yeah <laughs> But I I do think I try to help people a lot. People, obviously, like many of you, they come to me and ask me these things while we're at family gatherings. And, you know, I do my best to try and answer questions, but uh, a lot of time. I, you know, try to say like, well, you know, let's find maybe another time to talk about this or something rather than when we're all here enjoying each other's company, (laughs) which is to say, (laughs) I think there's good reasons not to do tech support, even though I can understand the benefits of being in the same place with people. It's definitely easier to troubleshoot some problems when you're sitting right there. Uh, My favorite part is always to introduce people to a feature they didn't know existed,
1: right? Where it's like, man, I get so frustrated when
0: I can't do X. And you're like, oh, do you know, if you turn this and this on, it lets you do that. And they're like, what? That's definitely the, (laughs) the upside. <laughs> to any, any home tech support sort of situation. Kelly, why don't you wrap this up for us?
3: Uh, I gen- like, I will just j- usually just make sure I have a couple of cables um, depending uh, what they are like, uh, that I have my other lightning cable and my other micro USB cable just so that I've got something in my bag if something needs charged or uh, plugged into. Now I have uh, a couple of uh, USB-A, USB-C adapters that go in there too just in case. Um, but for the most part, um, I kind of do what all of you do. Like, my parents are trained to just call me if something's wrong. Uh, I have a couple of other family members who will just call me up and go, This is what happened, and I'm not sure what to do about it, which I much prefer to, This is what happened, and here's what I did, and now everything's worse. Um, so I finally got them to like call me a little bit earlier in the process, and also, uh, I do a lot of what Micah talked about, like encourage you to ask me questions, encourage you if you don't understand to sit and let me, let me explain the thing to you or um, help you understand that, that uh, if just because it went wrong, it's not because you didn't, you necessarily did Mm -hmm. something that caused it to do what it to, to make it misbehave. So um, I do, I do an awful lot of that and an awful lot of, uh, you know, uh, teaching my family to fish when it, when it comes to some stuff, um, you know, you can always try restarting and see if, you know, cause that's probably not, whatever this is, it's probably not going to get worse. Uh, you know, if you, if you just restart and then try it again, sometimes that's all it takes, you know, things like that. Um, and then being able to, um, explain things to people. I usually don't anymore. I don't usually end up in, in Dan's position of like, this is only going to take me like an hour. Um, and then I'm there for the afternoon and still not done. Uh, I've mostly avoided that. And part of that is just as technology has evolved, it's gotten easier to do some of those things remotely. Uh, you know, just get me on Skype and then point your phone at the thing and then show me what it did that is wrong. And then, you know, let's see if we can fix it, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that it's not all having to happen, like while we're all there trying to eat cookies and stuff instead. <laughs>
1: Yummy. Time for the cookies. Uh, Actually, it's time for a quick break before we come back with our bonus topic. Uh, I want to tell you about In Good Companies from Cadence Bank, who are bringing this episode of Clockwise. Small and mid-sized businesses are how people turn their passions into their livelihood. But owning a business comes with a whole host of questions. How do I get started? What type of business loan is right for me? How do Federal Reserve policies affect my business? And when should I create a succession plan? That is where Cadence Bank can help. On their podcast, In Good Companies, eh, clever, they put together their extensive knowledge to guide you through the life cycle of a business from start to start to sale. If you have a business or you're thinking of starting one, this podcast will give you the strategies to help you navigate opportunities and the financial and managerial tools you need. Uh, One of the recent episodes got a chance to listen to is called New Beginnings, Getting Ready to Start Your Business. And as you might imagine, this is a nice uh, walkthrough what it takes to start a business. They talk about uh, business plans to set things up, the options for funding, developing relationships with the stakeholders who will be a part of that business, and what you need to make a small business get kicked off. So if you've been thinking about starting a small business, and you're going, I don't know how to do this. Well, this podcast is for you. Uh, They also cover uncovering key resources like expert consultation, low-risk loans through the Small Business Administration, and how to avoid the pitfalls of overexcited entrepreneurship. That's definitely one of those things I would have to watch out for. Uh, and guests include Tel Alessio, who is a treasurer at Cadence Bank. So listen to brand new episodes of Cadence Bank's In Good Companies... What a clever name on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go now, check it out. Search In Good Companies wherever you get your podcasts. Our thanks to In Good Companies for their support of this show and of Relay FM. My bonus topic for you Do you consider yourself a skilled present rapper, Kathy?
2: I don't want to brag, but for decades, my dad had me wrap all of his presents. Now, it definitely does not have to do with the fact that he didn't ever want to wrap my mom's presents, and my mom makes a joke every year about she would rather have a well wrapped potato than uh, like any any fancy thing that's just in its bag. Um, <laughs> so, when I say skilled, I am very efficient. With my wrapping.
0: Am I a skilled present wrapper? Yes, absolutely. Asterisk. Footnote, if it's a rectangular prism, like a book.
3: (laughs) I don't know how skilled I am, but I am definitely creative. Uh, I have taken the long phone cables that I talked about before and used them as the ribbon on a gift. Um, Oh, clever. Done things like that. Uh, And... I will, especially if it's something in an odd shape, uh, sometimes that can be a little uh, interesting to do. But I will say uh, more more skilled than not. Um, and that I w- generally if I if I give you something that I have wrapped, it will generally look very nice when by the time you get it.
1: Yeah, I'm um, mostly along the lines with Dan, what I end up doing is any non square rectangular thing, I will make it square rectangular by putting it into a (laughs) box that is, at which point then I become a very skilled rapper, and I'm very happy with what I could do. Um, But none of it compares to uh, my partner's aunt, who is like the most skilled and creative present rapper I've ever met in my life, like bows and ribbons and, and, and twill and all sorts of stuff on every single one of her gifts and i just think where do you find the time and also the yeah it's it's magical very skilled person and so it made me uh, want to ask all of you to see if i was just the odd person out um thank you all for your answers on that bonus topic that brings us to the end of this episode which means it's time to thank our incredible guests kathy campbell thank you for being here today
2: thank you for having me
3: micah
1: and kelly gamont thank you so much for being here
3: thanks so much for having me i had a good time
0: and micah will be back next week but until then we remind everybody out there listening
1: watch what you say and keep watching the clock bye everybody